I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and celebrate Lisa Tukhtamishva's first World Championships medal since 2015. Hello and welcome to our ladies episode for Worlds 2021. Literally my most dreaded episode ever because that means that I have to relive the free skate. Or like the entire ladies event in general. And I mean, okay, so all y'all probably know by now that I am sick uh, without COVID, but just regular cold. But my voice has decided to like you know, really grab those PCS marks and change character in every single one of our episodes. So, <laughs> costume <laughs> like, uh, so welcome to like the, I don't know what this stage of my voice is, but it really kind of encapsulates how ladies was. It's the Joker face on Daniel Grossel's shirt. That's what your voice has decided to become. Yeah. Unfortunately, maybe it will change when we talk about Josephine. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but I had to endure, if you guys did not see my tweets, I went shoe shopping because my shoes were busted up and there are literally holes in the toes of my shoes. So I went shoe shopping on a faded Friday morning with my husband. Uh, we went to this outlet mall and I was watching the ladies free skate as I was shopping on mall Wi-Fi. If you know anything about mall Wi-Fi, it's slow. <laughs> Watching this ladies free skate on mall Wi-Fi is literally one of the most horrendous experiences of my entire life, and I never wish to repeat it. Um, well, with that being said, why don't we start off with some news, brief news about uh, withdrawals for mm-hmm. the ladies who were supposed to skate here. Yes, and this definitely was a withdrawal-heavy discipline, unfortunately. Let's start off with Alison Crystal Pertichetto from the Philippines, who withdrew due to shin splints. Anastasia Galuston from Belarus had a stress fracture in her foot, which sucks. We also have Yi Christy Leung from Hong Kong. She withdrew actually immediately before the short program. Um, she said that she sustained an injury during practice. Uh, and Jackie Wong from Rocker Skating did mention that in the morning practice, she was doing very few jumps, which is so unfortunate to get all the way there and then not be able to compete. I'm sure that's so heartbreaking for her. Um, also, another withdrawal that happened at the event, which was even more on the heartbreaking scale was May Berenice Maite from France. She, if you guys did not see the program um, that she was skating to in the short program, she fell really, really hard and had to make her way by herself over to the judges table. Mm-hmm. She could hardly move. Okay. Like it was awful. Um, and then she had to make her way by herself off the ice. And it came out later that, um, Her doctor or PT or whoever uh, suspected that she had torn her Achilles tendon, which is truly one of the gnarliest injuries that anyone can sustain. So, yeah, 100%. um, Like the music was going for quite a fair amount of time when it was very clear that she most likely couldn't continue. Like she couldn't really put weight on the foot at all. Um, Had to like swizzle over to the judges. And yeah, it's just really heartbreaking. Like you said, same thing with Yi Christine Leong going, coming all the way to Stockholm with, in this like weird, weird season. 
and then having to withdraw due to injury on the first jump in your short program, really unfortunate. And yeah, just that triple toe looked wrong, all sorts, came short and then just landed in the way that snapped, maybe torn her Achilles tendon, which ouchies, big, big, big ouchies. Yeah, it was... It was pretty brutal, but we do wish her the best in her recovery. I do know that it is a quite slow recovery, six months plus, but, you know, hopefully the tear is not awful, awful, awful. Ugh, just just bad news. Also, more bad news comes in the form of Victoria Safonova, a Belarusian skater. The Belarus is just really, Belarus and Armenia are having a tough time at these, these worlds. Um, it came out that Victoria was one of the cases who tested positive for COVID-19 ahead of competing at Worlds. She was, I think, the first person who was identified as a positive case within the competition bubble. Uh, The ICU put out a statement, which you can read anywhere. Um, They were protecting her identity, but pretty much it came out pretty quickly that um, it was Victoria Safonova who was the person in question. They did say protocol was being followed, the correct people were in isolation, and yada, yada, yada. There was concern that she was on the infamous Russian charter flight to Worlds, but that was really quickly dispelled by people online saying that, you know, yes, she flew out of Moscow, but not on the same flight. So, ah. <sighs> You know, who knows how much of that is true. I do think the bubble could have been more contained. We could have quarantined before. We could have done a lot of things better. But unfortunately, she did contract COVID. She was the second case um, that we heard about. There was also a third case reported. And I don't think that it actually came out who the third case was. But um, yeah, she definitely, it was confirmed that she actually tested positive for COVID. So very. Oh, but hey, they did quarantine. For a maximum of 24 hours. Oh, yeah, because that'll do it. That'll get rid of COVID. Exactly. Anyway, there's there's articles all on the interweb. So if you want to learn more about the situation and give your regards to Victoria, go online. But we are going to move on because a lot to talk about for the ladies. Yes, a lot to talk about for the ladies. Let's start off with some quick mentions. And we're going to start off with Ekaterina Karakova, our fan favorite Polish girl, who unfortunately was one of the many surprise skaters who didn't make the free skate. Wow, I just liked it a testy pop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did not make the free skate. She ended up in 32nd place after the short program, which is definitely not where she wanted to be uh, with a 52.28 score in the short program. Yeah, it just really was not her day. The Lutz, the Axel, nothing really went how she wanted it to. And you could tell that she was disappointed. Mm -hmm. We know that she's had a really, really tough season, as have a lot of people. But this is a relatively new short program for her. It's to a medley of Janet Jackson's songs, which I like highly appreciate. Like Rhythm Nation can (laughs) love it. And she was lip syncing throughout. So like, this is why we love her but not the performance she was looking for, which, I mean, was quite the theme for a lot of ladies in the short program. Yes. Uh, So we did not get to see her Charlie Chaplin free skate, which I'm always looking for a good Charlie Chaplin free skate, you know. 
the next lady that did not qualify for the free skate, unfortunately, that I'm sure was really hoping to because she was very, very close in 26th place. Uh, that is Kehlani Crane from Australia. She ended up scoring 56.86 in the short program. Again, did not go how she wanted it to, but very, very close to qualifying. Yes, I think that kind of, that will obviously sting. I know how hard she is on herself. Yeah, just, it wasn't what she was looking for. She, in her planned content, she did uh, put out that she wanted to do a triple loop, triple loop combination in the short. Uh, We know that she can pull that off, but she ended up just doing a triple loop double toe, which maybe she knew that given how other girls had skated, all she needed to do was a clean skate. But unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, it was not enough, which is very unfortunate because she's very, very outwardly expressive. She is a very artistic skater. Um, her costumes are always bedazzled to the max, but unfortunately, just not not quite enough here in this field. She was really gunning for the PCS, but as we know, the PCS judging in especially this ladies event just... <sighs> These judges are not giving with two hands. Um, <laughs> or to one some, hand. To, to some women, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, also didn't get to see her free skate, uh, which is very unfortunate because she was only a couple spots away from qualifying. Yes. And we also didn't see Alexia Paganini qualify to the free skate. She was, she missed out by one spot. This was extremely disappointing because I think that a lot of people, like in their world's previews, uh, whether it be other podcasts or just people talking on Twitter, they were expecting her to score actually pretty big, maybe like top 15, if not top 10. Yeah, I mean, there was a tight landing on the triple Lutz, but she managed to tag a triple toe on the end but she doubled her planned triple loop, so no solo triple jump credit. That was definitely going to hurt her. And with how the judging was going in the short program, we knew that she, it was going to be, she was either going to qualify in 24th or not make it. So she did score 57.23 and was just outside of qualifying for the free skate, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, truly, especially kind of, I'm, I'm guessing what she was expecting of herself too. But who did qualify for the free skate, much to a lot of people's happiness, especially the home crowd, was Swedish skater Josephine Toljegård. I hope, I, I try to pronounce it as Swedish as I could, uh, but oh man, she has got a new fan in me after her performance at Worlds because... I love her and her skating. She was so great. Like the the diff her plan jumps, the difficulty was lower than other skaters here. So the max that she could have scored was lower than obviously the top ranking skaters and and however, the her short program was to some choices from Moulin Rouge. Her free skate was to the Joker soundtrack. I'm not usually a fan of a Joker soundtrack, I gotta let tell you, but I was a fan of her and she ended up placing 15th. She was 15th in the short program with 61.58 and also 16th in the free skate with 116.52. So her short program, El Tango de Roxanne, we've heard this music too much, especially in the last couple of years. But I think Josephine gave us an example, a prime example of how powerful like age and maturity are in affecting the performance quality of skating. I did not care a single bit about the difficulty of her jumps. You know, that performance just 
reminded me of why I love skating in the first place. And yeah, I was just like, this is skating, guys. I think it was choreographed by Nikolai Morozov. And she got a PB score at a Homeworlds in the short program, which would just be, it's just amazing in and of itself. And so I think a lot of people were excited for her to perform in the free skate, albeit to the Joker soundtrack, um, with another interesting stylistic costume choice. Oh man, these costume choices. I just want to get her a stylist because in the Moulin Rouge program, there was just so much going on. There were leggings, there was a high neck, there was some detailing going on in the back, there was black and red and silver, there was just a lot going on. And then in the Joker soundtrack, it was like purple and then some very bright orange in the front. It was like too literal Joker. Far too literal. I I thought you were about to say too lycra and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) too lycra. Well, I guess that uh, eliminates all the gymnastics because <laughs> everything is like her. Uh, but again, technical content not there in terms of difficulty, but I don't care. Like her jumps are real nice and solid and convincing. And like to an untrained skating eye, she landed those jumps very, very well. And she performed like when especially when that music changed to like the more upbeat parts and that choreo sequence where she was just like jamming out to the music I was like you're the only person allowed to skate to the tracker yes the only the only person full stop I will not take any exceptions oh you know (laughs) you know the American Ice Theater um if you don't listeners then go search them up on Instagram they do great stuff I think they need to recruit Josephine as a like international front woman because I would pay a lot of money just to see her skate in shows, in competitions, because she just gives me so much energy and oh, it's so great. Yeah, she was truly amazing. I think the home crowd loved her. I think everyone loved her. It was, yeah, it was definitely an exception to the rule here. The one time maybe that I enjoyed myself in this. <laughs> yes i'm also here for that final pose like the dedication to the joker character i was just and she held it she held it after the music stopped and i'm like guys this is this is the classic thing that coaches tell you about performing like hold that final pose and all of that classic stuff and excuse me a clean josephine I love to see love it. To We'd see love it. to see it. She also said uh, that she was very proud that she managed to stay calm throughout the competition and perform with good quality. But most of all, she was happy with how her charisma and choreography were received. And I was just like, of course, girl. Of course. Oh my gosh, yes. Who could not receive that well? She's amazing. Truly an artist. Especially when her hobbies listed in her ISU bio a film, writing, and acting. And I'm like, this is the type of Oh, I see it. This is the type of person we could be friends with, 100%. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So congratulations, Josephine, um, on placing in the top 15 and also just in two amazing performances. I'm really looking forward to watching her again. A hundred percent. And I guess that also extends to our Canadian ladies whom a lot of people are excited to see compete in the upcoming season leading up to the Olympics. And we, of course, are talking about Emily Bowsback and Madeline Skizis. Yeah. So with Emily... 
Emily, again, unfortunately, was one of the ladies that did not make the free skate. Uh, she placed 27th, so immediately underneath Alexia and then Kehlani, and then it was Emily. Uh, she scored 55.74 in the short program. And it was, again, these first two jumping passes, uh, first the flip and the toe. Toe was also called under, and then the loop. And in the second half of this program, definitely got it together, but really was not a great start for her. She, I felt like she was quite a rough around the edges skater. I'd like to see her have more polish to complement her obvious power. But she skated to great music. The cat eye and eyebrow game was strong. And also, Canadian ladies are so on with matching their masks to their costumes. And I, I think it's actually the whole Canadian team who is really on point with that. So... Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Emily. Yeah, but unfortunately did not get to see her free skate um, just because of a couple of really rough couple of first jumping passes that really sealed the deal, unfortunately. However, someone who had a much better short program was her fellow country lady, Madeline, Madeline Skizas. Wow, words are hard right now. Um, she skated an amazing short program. I was so, so happy to see her skate like this at her world's debut. Uh, unfortunately, her free skate, definitely not the best. But let's talk about her short program first yes. um, to Stranger in Paradise. She ended up placing ninth in the short program uh, with a 68.77. Amazing. And I think she got a standing ovation from her Canadian teammates, which was so well deserved. It was a lot of people's like surprise and highlight of the night. Uh, this program was choreographed by Asha Hill, who absolutely lost it on Twitter, and rightfully so, because oh gosh, love Asher. she did so great. She There was great speed going into the triple loots, triple toe combo, gorgeous triple loop. She has awesome flow out of her jumps that is very reminiscent of skaters like Caitlin Osmond and Joanie Rochette, whom I know is an idol of hers, and like, good, because we love Joanie. But I also was like, she has the same energy as Laurie Hernandez in the gymnastics world, and I'm quite here for it. She totally does. Absolutely. Also, if you don't follow Laurie Hernandez on TikTok, you really should. She's amazing. You need to. (laughs) That's besides the point. (laughs) Also kind of besides the point, but also very relevant. I did not know that Maddie was a skating double in Spinning Out. Oh, as well as Marisi Kvitalashvili. I'm just (laughs) kidding. You have to have heard the men's episode to understand that comment. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, the point is he spun out of all of his jumps, and that was my first. (laughs) Anyways, uh, jokes aside, she was a skating double in Spinning Out, which is so cool. She's only 18. And like we said, we are very happy that she skated such a great short program because Skate Canada has been quite often passing her over for international competition spots and she showed them that she can come to world, place ninth in the short program and really make her mark on the international stage because this is, I think, her first top-level international competition as well. (laughs) Like, that's nuts. Great job, Maddie. Yeah, this is her first large-scale international competition. She was in the top nine in the short program. In the free skate, she was 14th, so not awful-awful, and she ended up 13th overall. Definitely not the free skate that she was looking for. Yes. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, this was to Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Great music, but I don't know. Maybe it was a music cut. 
I just, it didn't seem like she had the energy that she did in the short program. It looked comparatively lackluster. I mean, the jumps also started to get quite messy um, towards the back half of the program. She didn't fall. Just a disappointing skate, especially after the splash she made in in the short program. Yeah, she, especially the back half of the program, you could tell that she was getting maybe a little bit fatigued. Um, I also think that the costume is just not quite where it was in no. the short program. Something about this costume seems almost a little bit tired. I And usually she has such great costumes, you know? She I, does. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, I just don't know what it is about this one that is not quite resonating with me. Um, however, all that being said, this was such a great competition for her, I yeah. think, um, especially in the short program, ended up 13th overall. She has such a great base to work off of, and she can only get better from here. And now the judges have seen her and have had exposure to her. That's only going to do wonders for her, especially coming into the Olympic season. So I'm I'm actually quite excited to see more of her on the international circuit and hopefully she lasts another quad or two so we can see more from her because I think it's going to be great. Canadian ladies on the up and up. Canadian ladies on the up and up, hopefully, because we've had a couple of real rough seasons for Canadian ladies. So fingers crossed for that. But why don't we move on to Skater, who has also very interesting costumes, but in a much different way. <laughs> Definitely. Um, this season for our next skate has also been very interesting. And of course, we're talking about Yekaterina Ryabova from Azerbaijan. So she was formerly coached by Evgeny Pluchenka and Alexander Volkov. But in the fall of 2020, she switched to being coached by her dad, Alexei Ryabov. She's turning 18 on the last day of competition. So happy birthday, Yekaterina. But I don't think she skated the way that she wanted to. Although her short program wasn't too bad. Mambo Italiano. Yeah, and in the free skate, uh, she did end up placing 10th. And in the short program, she ended up placing 13th, which put her at 12th overall. Mambo Italiano. <laughs> I was at the mall for this, as as I was for, for most of it. There was just so much going on here. I don't really quite know <laughs> where to start the costume was a lot like the colors were amazing but I was like it kind of reminds me of maybe a dragonfly or a butterfly maybe this is like a Thumbelina or Barbie fairytopia dress but you're skating to Mambo Italiano yeah and just to clarify that uh Claudia and I are big fans of the Barbie movies unironically so that's a compliment however uh, she was seemed very, very, very serious demeanor to Mambo Italiano with such a loud and exuberant costume. And Mark Hanretti was just like so nice about calling that out, going, there wasn't a huge amount of characterization and expression facially. Oh, I no. lost it at that. I really did. But he also called out pre-rotation live. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Yes, go yeah. off. There was also a decent amount of that. Yes. Um, there was just so much happening. I, I struggled to process it all. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So as I attempted to process everything, everything that was happening in her short program, um, as well as the stellar commentary, um, her free skate went significantly better for her. She skated clean. Um, there were no calls on her jumps, no under rotations. 
Um, no edge calls on her jumps, and she ended up 10th in the free skate with 125.35. It was to music from The Godfather. Again, could really, really work on the expression here because it, <laughs> there was just nothing going on in the face. Nothing happening. That costume did all of the expressing for her. Yeah, it was, again, a very busy costume. A lot of layers, uh, a lot of color blocking. Which didn't really fit the godfather. No. Um, we could have added maybe another layer to Mambo Italiano and it wouldn't have really made a difference. Uh. But a really great skate for her. Uh, completely clean. Ended up 10th in the free skate, which I think is a lot to be proud of. Yes, definitely. And I think the skaters we have left to talk about, we're going to need deep discussions on these. And this starts off with, of course... <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to say this. Satoko Miyahara. Oh, no. Satoko was one of the skaters this season who really helped Philip Glass get his gold medal. Um, she skated her short to Nocien number one by Eric Satie and Metamorphosis 2 by Philip Glass. And it is a gorgeous program with a stunning dress. But oh, she she went down on the opening triple Lutz then did a triple loop single toe and the judges couldn't even get her over the 60 mark and gave her 59.99 the judges were just like nope i mean these judges are very stingy with her again did not give with both hands here very unfortunate very very stingy with her only got 33 in pcs criminal and that number was lower than some other people who uh, don't have the skating skills and charisma and performance that Satoko has, even though she did make mistakes and that definitely impacts PCS, but still criminal. Still criminal. Absolutely. Uh, even more criminal was the low balling of PCS for Tosca. Tosca is a masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> if you have eyes, you will know that Satoko Miyahara's Tosca program is a masterpiece. I love it. It's she just skates the hell out of every single program she's given, which is why she's so well loved and rightfully so. But it was just a very, very rough skate in terms of technical elements for her. Down on the opening triple Lutz triple toe, although it looked like she almost had it, and then the jumps just fell apart really after that. Yeah, she ended up 19th in the free skate, uh, 16th in the short program. In the free skate, she scored 112.31. E. Uh, just a lot of, so the toe was called under the first, oh, the first triple toe and the second triple toe, uh, both in the com- in combination. Uh, and then her sal was downgraded completely. <sighs> Look, I'm going to say this. I love Satoko as much as the next person. I truly do. But, and definitely Satoko looked great at Japnats. Did not repeat her form here. But Wakaba Higuchi also says hi in this situation. Oh, Wakaba. Why do do we have to bring her into this? I'm so upset. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love Wakaba. I'm a big Wakaba stan. As are a lot of people... Uh, but Satoko just comes out after this these two disappointing programs and just says the nicest things about other skaters as well. Like, mm, give us more reasons to love you. Oh my gosh, I have to read you a quote, okay? So as as you probably all know, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, Lisa Tutmishva was second here. And this is a quote from Satoko talking about 
her meddling again. Um, She said, Lisa won the same worlds that I first competed in. I think she also gathered a lot of experience competing. The fact that she won a medal here, her strength made my heart shake. I think that I have to go forward in a similar way. Oh, I cry. And 2015 was the worlds that Lisa won and Satoko was second. So... Oh, my Satoko. Heart. Well, she's only 22 and she can join Josephine in the world skating tour for people who deserve higher PCS. That is the title. <laughs> That's the title of the show. I'm going with it. Hire me as your marketing manager. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, maybe she has another quad in her. I hope she has another quad in her. M- me too. Because I just would love to see her continue to skate much in the same same thing as Yan Han from China. Oh no, don't do that to me. Not Wakaba and then Yan Han in the same two minutes, Claudia. <laughs> I can't accept that. I'm sorry, but we did cry like through All day yesterday, week. yes. <laughs> So we're just going to continue that theme because our eyes are never going to stay dry. I do hope Satoko has another quad in her, though. She's only going to be 26 in four years, and I think she can do it. And well, because the other option is that she doesn't have another quad in her, and I don't want to think about that. No, (laughs) but like also we need to see more of her performing to just awesome music and delivering that choreography and charisma and performance like we we need that that need that part of us needs to be satiated so satoko i will bribe you to continue skating <laughs> we don't own much between the two of us maybe a lot of stuffed animals just sour candy if, yes, sour candy sour and, candy stuffed, and animals. stuffed animals <laughs> i think she'll be on brand with that though i agree okay let's move on and talk about Another person who just had a roller coaster of an event, and this is Yim Kim. Oh man, yeah, this this was a lot, and she skated so well in the short program. Oh okay, God. she was fifth in the short program, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's her moment. I'm so happy. But then the free skate, oh, she ended up thirteenth in the free skate Boy, and eleventh overall, which I'm so sad about. Me too, because that short program happily lives in my mind rent free. It was to Liebestrom by Franz Liszt that it suits her so, so, so well. It's, and the costume, this lovely green, the choreography by Drew Meekins was so great. And that opening, triple lutz, triple toe, mm-hmm. that gif has been all over the Twitterverse, probably all over any verse. And it was gorgeous, breathtaking. Yeah, I'm looking at the scores for the opening combo, the Let's the Let's Show combo, and the Italian judge gave her a plus two GOE. This is like um, giving a plus two to Yuzuru Hanyu. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Dislike. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, the only place, she went completely clean in the short. The only place where she lost a level uh, was in her step sequence, level three. That's it. Everything else gorgeous immaculate she's so ethereal and floaty across the ice but also like strong and sturdy at the same time which is a characteristic a lot of the korean ladies have which we are very appreciative of she was so happy with her score in the kiss and cry 73.63 very great skate for her yeah what a great skate from her i was ecstatic for her it's it's what she deserves and again i'm looking at the scores here and for none of the elements even though on that opening combo the italian judge did give her only a plus two goe no one not one judge gave her under a plus two goe for any of her elements stan absolute stan we stan 
But her free program to love story just, it hurt. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, Elim is another skater that I do believe was underscored in her PCS, especially short program. Uh, she had 33.56 in her PCS and we don't like to see that. Um, and then in the free skate, things went really, really wrong in these first three jumping passes. Although the opening Lutz toe was landed, it, a lot of calls on it. She got a lot of calls just in this entire skate. So Lutz was called with a Q and had an edge warning. Triple toe was fine. The double axle that followed, she slipped off of the takeoff edge, then fell on the triple Lutz, which also got called under. And with another exclamation mark for the edge, she also got called under for her triple sow, which... She fell on and you could really tell that going into it, she was tired. Yeah, she was really tired and I'm guessing a little bit dejected from everything that had happened. Um, only two of the jumping passes went well for her. First, the triple loop and then the double axle, double toe, double loop later on. Um, yeah, I'm just really sad because I was really hoping that she would be kind of like the big the big story for ladies but unfortunately that free skate just didn't work out how she wanted it to yeah but i mean yilim and her compatriot hai and lee did do enough to get korean ladies two spots to the olympics so despite the disappointments in both yilim and hai in skates especially in the free skate they did do their job i guess and get korean ladies two spots to the olympics I think the competition next season will be very, very interesting because like we said in our preview episode at Korean Nationals, uh, Young Yoo, who was a big favorite coming into the season, did not have a great season in general, but she placed fourth at Korean Nationals. So they did not choose her um, as one of their athletes to go to Worlds. And it will be very, very interesting what that's going to look like next season with two spots uh, instead of three for the Korean ladies. But let's move on to another lady that I really, really enjoyed. Hyun Lee, also from Korea. She placed eighth in the short program, which again, amazing showing the short program. Yes. And then a little bit less great in the free skate, but still very, very commendable. Uh, she came 11th in the free skate and she came 10th overall with a score of 193.44. Ave Maria for her short program. She looked certifiably angelic in that white. Coaches are like, don't skate in white because it washes you out. But she stood out on that ice. Her lines, her speed, especially for a 15-year-old. Jesus, she's only 15. Yeah, I was not doing this at 15, let me tell you. <laughs> no. Uh, she was clean. The, I think the triple toe in the Lutz toe combination was called under. But her and her coach looked so, so happy with her skate. Rightfully so, because it was it was beautiful and showed why she got you know the spot to Worlds along with Yilim. Yeah, so the toe was actually called on the quarter uh, for the opening Let's Toe combo. Yeah, she just has this very airy and light quality about her skating. Yes. She could use a little bit more extension in her back leg, especially when the leg is supposed to be kind of like directly behind her, hips aligned. Um, her knee is sometimes bent, which causes that line to not be quite... Um, as solid as it should be and as extended as it should be. But that's me and my old knees sitting at home <laughs> on my couch. So so really, I'm couch skating here. <laughs> uh, but her Black Swan program, I was really excited to see this because like we don't see a typical Black Swan costume with high end, which I really appreciate. It had like a little deep green in it. I was so here for it. 
but she did get quite a lot of under-rotation calls. Yeah, again with that opening combination, the Lutz-Toe combo, I've been struggling to say this all day, Um, but the toe was called under. Again, the toe and the axle-toe combo was called under, and the Lutz uh, in the three-jump combo was called under, and the loop was called on the quarter. So a lot of issues with rotation here. Yes, she did fall on that opening Lutz-Toe combo. It didn't seem like she had enough speed to pull the triple toe off of that at Triple Lutz Landing. But overall, look, she's a really, really promising skater. I think a lot of us forget that she's only 15 and correct me if I'm wrong, but the youngest in the ladies field. But where I do think she needs to work on a lot is her facial expressions. And I think I will say the same thing for Yilim, but especially with high end, because you can see the wheels turning in her head during her program. Like Yilim looks, doesn't, you know, it doesn't come across as that, but she needs to, you know, express more in the face just to, you know, round out her package. But you can really see the wheels turning in Hyen's head. And, you know, even a blank stare towards the judges or out towards the stands would probably be better. It feels to me uh, as though she almost wants to avoid eye contact with anyone when she skates, which I completely understand. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> very, very relatable. Uh, but it really belies what her body is doing with the choreo because her, her body movement is really, it's really, really lovely. Uh, but this is all going to come in due time, I believe. She's only 15. I think she's definitely around for another quad or two. So just just a little just a little note for her, but we really enjoy her skating. And like we said, Korean ladies next season, going for those two spots to the Olympics, it's going to be a real fight. It really is. Uh, maybe it's not quite time for a Mambo Italiano for her yet. <laughs> oh, no. All right, let us move on to quite a surprising skater for a lot of people in this event. And she managed to end up eighth overall. And we are talking about Olga Makutina. She is 17 years old, coached by Elena Romanova. She loves reading, piano playing and biking. And this is a skater whose costumes we we agree with the color wheel decisions that were made. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous, gorgeous costumes. Also, a gorgeous short program. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the scores here, and there was only one single GOE. This is the American judge with her double axle gave her a <laughs> negative, a minus one GOE, a negative, minus one Boo. GOE. Everything else, uh, she got a couple, a few zeros on that one as well, but everything else was a positive GOE from every single judge. Yes. Uh, the gorgeous yellow costume was just such, mm, we loved it. It was, the program was to Sing Sing by Trio Ladies, which I, I quite liked the music actually. Uh, as much as I liked how her mesh colors matched I was like thank you we don't have any like Barbie or Kendall hands going on but what a pleasant surprise of a performance it was clean she entered up with a score that was 14 points higher than her personal best and she ended up in 11th in the short program which I was like what but 7th in the free skate which vaulted her up into 8th overall what did you think about this free skate Oh my God, this free skate was gorgeous. I think it was yes. like one of my favorite free skates. I mean, the other ones were <laughs> things left to be desired, but yes. one of my favorite free skates ever. I not I, in this event. Uh, I was obsessed with the music. She got positive GOEs. Uh, she got actually a few zeros here and there uh, from judges, but 
no negative GOEs across the board from every single judge. The one mistake that she had was that she popped the axle in the three jump combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, literally everything else went as, as well as it could go. Yes. Uh, she skated to Primavera and experienced by Ludovico Iannotti. Love that. Always love a good Ludovico program. Uh, triple triple toe to start wasn't bad. Like Joss said, she popped the uh, axle in the axle oilless triple salco combination, but it looked like nothing was off, right? I really, really like her because she's got such a calm quality to her. That's just like nice. Especially because when I watch her, I know there's no drama attached and I can just sit back and enjoy her. She has quite lovely qualities, especially you can see this in the ending choreo sequence. We love a skid spiral. So, I mean, for me personally, I think she needs to work more on injecting like dynamic power into her performances and, you know, work more on the PCS side. But All of the ingredients are there for her to do really well in the future. They really are. And again, she is young. She is up and coming. And I was just so happy to see that free skate from her. I think she has a very bright future. And oh my God, finishing in the top eight, that means Austria gets to send two ladies to the Olympics. Yeah, amazing. Who would have guessed? I mean. Who would have guessed? She did. She did. She she guessed. She knew. All right, and I guess next we're going to talk about a skater she actually beat out, and that is another skater who gave us a roller coaster of an event, and that is Brady Tunnell. Oh man, a lot of people were betting on Brady to finish in like maybe top five, top six here. Um, yes. She's actually having, we, I, I actually personally thought that she was going to peak here at Worlds, but unfortunately not a lot of things went right for her. Um, actually, I read an interview with her afterwards and she had said that she was having some boot problems. Oh, no. um, I forget whether it was before the short or the free, um, but she did not bring a second pair of skates with her. Mm. And so she had to skate uh, with a boot that was giving her difficulty. Um, who knows if that was the cause of the mistakes that she did make but unfortunately they were very costly for her especially in the final standings karen why would you project your boot problems onto brady i'm joking by the it's way karen's I'm fault joking. as the judges have also told us everything is karen's fault oh and we'll get to karen that was a joke everybody that was a joke nothing's karen's but karen literally carried the entire country on her shoulders so. karen chen did it again anyway Back to Brady. I'm such a stan of this short program. I think moderation by Florence and the Machine I love it. suits her so freaking well. I really love the short program. I love everything about it. I love the new jumpsuit. I Me love too. how she performs it. I think she really likes it too, and that helps. Yes. I would not mind if she keeps this for next season. Just yeah. Saying. Yeah, I do too. Um, her free skates have really not been my favorite. The Cinema Paradiso, the Cinderella, I have not really enjoyed any of it. But this short program is is something else. I love it. Although Cinderella, she performed the hell out of that. Yes, it wasn't like what we would choose for her. But that Olympic season, she did so well in. So Cinderella can take the cake for now. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the Axel was... It was uh, not her greatest. No. Her axles were weird to me this uh this competition. We know she's been working on a triple axle. We know she can like 
there's definite potential for that because her double axle week is huge. But is it just me or has the preparation going into her double axle just gotten exponentially longer? It, there's a <laughs> it's huge, very, very long. There's this huge prep for the double axle. It, it makes it look like she's trying so hard for the double axle, which we know she can do so well. Uh, maybe it's just, I've just got the memory of goldfish, but it just looked odd to me. I honestly deadass thought she was going for a triple. I was like, oh my gosh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Especially in that short program. I was like, oh oh my God. But she didn't. She stuck with a double axle. She also did a triple Lutz double toe, which definitely wasn't planned. Uh, But I mean, at least her spins were great as usual. Coming off the ice, she said, you could hear her say to Tom Z, I never do that. So, (laughs) And I believe her because she's known for her consistency. So she came seventh in the short program. I think that was correct placement. But she came eighth in the free skate, which landed her ninth overall. And I thought that this free skate looked so much more promising at US Nationals. We definitely discussed the music choice over this season, especially when it first came out and we saw the video of her at the ISP Points Challenge. Why does the ISP Points Challenge seem like five years ago? (laughs) That's because it was. I mean, no, it's not because it was, but that's because it was definitely a long time ago. I feel like on paper, the music for a free skate looks fine. It looks great. It's Tessarioffa by Max Richter and Dawn of Faith by Eternal Eclipse. But to me, she looked tentative from the get-go. She did a triple lutz, triple toe to open. The triple toe was called under. Another skater who got a lot of under-rotation calls. Um, Triple lutz, double toe in the second half got called under for the lutz. Triple flip got called under as well. Just a lot of shaky landings. But then again, step sequence level four or spins level four. (laughs) So her spins in the step sequence were the only thing going for her really in this free skate. Yeah, a ton of under rotation calls here. I mean, she has been struggling with the rotation this season. I think actually before the season, her rotations were more solid, which is interesting. I don't know if it's she's changing her technique. I don't know if it's that she's working on the triple axle. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if it's Tom Z. I don't know what's happening, but I feel like her rotations are not improving so much. And I think that's shocking because, you know, like you said, she's so consistent. She works so hard. And everyone always says about Brady, she is a hard, hard worker. And I wonder what's happening here with the rotations. Yeah, well, definitely no rotation issues in that final change for combination spin. She got fours and fives. And I'm like, thank you, judges. But yeah, look, we might attribute this to COVID, uh, new coaching, maybe focusing on the triple axle too much. That is just a hypothesis. I have no like grounds to support that. That is just me chucking things out there. But yeah, ninth for Brady, not what she was expecting, not what a lot of people were expecting. But we also, speaking of not expecting things, Rika Kahira ending up in seventh overall. Oh man, that was a bummer. I was very sad. A rough free skate. Very, very sad. She came ninth in the free skate. Okay, but let's start off with this short program because this caused a lot of drama. Twitter was a riot afterwards. So Fire Within by Jennifer Thomas, choreographed by Benoit Richard. Stunning triple axle to open. Yes, it was called with a Q, but it was, the flow out of it was great. Everyone was so excited. Triple flip, triple toe. The toe was called with a Q. Triple lots, bam. 
the cartwheel, bam, Stefan after Rika came off the ice going, wow, you are fire. I need Stefan to be my hype man. I can't exist without this. Yes, me, me too. Um, but we can exist without the scoring, which was she got 79.08 in the short program. Uh, a technical element score of 43.68, which is fair enough considering those Q calls were true. 35.40 in PCS and second place behind Anna Shibakova. Oh, okay, I like probably everyone had a lot to say about this and a lot of people's opinion was that she did a triple axel and although yes it was called with a Q that should definitely put her if not in first very very close to Anna and I would have them a lot closer in terms of points. So Anna Shabakova scored 81 in the short program. Rika scored a 79.08. Now that two point gap, mainly it was due to PCS. <laughs> uh, I didn't agree with that. I would have agreed with Anna in first and Rika in second or Rika in first, Anna in second. To me, that order didn't matter, but the points gap did because I just did not think that that was correct. No, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> it just like straight up was not correct. Uh, I think a lot of people would agree with us when we say that. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if that would have changed your confidence at all going into the free skate. But I mean, it just it would have made just more. It would have been fair. You know, <laughs> it would have been fair had we either closed that gap significantly or placed Rika over Anna by awarding her the PCS that she deserved and rewarding Anna the PCS that she deserved. Even so, if Rika did place it um, in front of Anna in the short program, I wouldn't agree with a big gap either. No, I, think, I don't think so. Yeah, I think a smaller gap kind of just, it, it negates the placing almost and you focus on, okay, pretty much they're even now and let's see who throws it down in the free skate, which I think is a, a healthier attitude to go with. Okay, we know that it's not the skater's fault, right? The skaters come off the ice after their program. They've done all they can and it's really into the judges' hands right now. So any discussion of placing and scoring, it is not a reflection on the skaters and what we think of the skaters at all. No, I love them all. FYI. I literally love all of them. So disclaimer, nothing on the skaters. Yeah, let's talk about this free skate. Yeah, so Baby God Bless You by Shinya Kiyozuka really just didn't happen for her. First and foremost, she doesn't try the planned quad salco. She opens with a popped triple axel instead, and it was a double axel, then follows it up with a fall on the attempt of a triple axel, which was called downgraded. After the short program, she did say in the press conference that she didn't feel very confident with her jumps um, coming into the short program, and that kind of was the overall feeling in at Worlds. Um, in a press interview post-competition, she said, I was mentally focused, but the body was sleepy. I couldn't adapt to the time zone. And that is definitely what we saw happen in the free skate. Yeah, it was really, really rough. Um, there were things that were so the axle was downgraded, uh, the one that she fell on. Uh, there were also under rotation calls. The Lutz also was downgraded, uh, the last jumping pass. I just don't know what was happening. It, it seems like, you know, that could potentially be the case that she just couldn't adapt to the time difference. But it was just really sad. I was really hoping, you know, that she would do well here. Highly disappointing skate for Rika. And, oh gosh, highly disappointing judging for Kaori Sakamoto. Oh no. Okay, Curry is one of my favorite ladies, if not my favorite lady. Oh, yeah, uh, that's too. competing right now. 
in skating. And first of all, still very salty that she's not doing no roots for the short program with that red costume. But I've beaten that horse to death. So we're not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, This was a really great outing for her with the short and the free skate. Just not scored appropriately. Low ball central. So... Buck a la jazz is not my favorite program of hers and just in general because it just it just doesn't do it for me, right? And it's not just Kaori. I think it's the choreography as well. It just it isn't it for me. Uh, glorious double axle as always that didn't get the highest GOE score of the entire short program, which is not accurate at all. <laughs> uh, I did have a heart attack with the landing on the triple flip, triple toe though. She landed far back on her heel and I was like, oh, she's going to fall. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying. But she didn't she and did. she saved it. my heart was temporarily saved. But she scored 70.38, not 74, 70.38 with 34 in PCS. Oh no. I don't like It this. was... It was an underarm throw from the judges, a low ball. Um, and then I also tweeted, hashtag Kauri, bring back no roots because. Because <laughs> she needs to. Um, it was really to. sad because after the event, she was doing an interview. I forget if it was after the short or the free, but regardless, she was like, you know, if only I didn't have edge calls and worked on my edge with the Lutz. And I was like, oh. I mean, valid, but also like, yes. that's not the problem here, honey. <laughs> no, because other skaters who had the same problems with edges and calls didn't get called. Exactly. It is fair that she got called on those things because the facts, facts. And I'm glad that she knows that those are points for her to work on. And that's what judging is supposed to do, right? Alert you to what you did wrong not ignore what you did wrong (laughs) yes i mean yes very valid that she needs to work on the lots very valid that she could have you know not gotten the edge call here had she worked on it more but like that literally was not the issue and i feel really bad that she's like literally placing this all on herself i just feel bad Mm -hmm. Uh, let's move to her matrix free program okay did she get a costume upgrade did she add more straps or is that just me i think it had more straps and i'm a fan i was already a fan but like I'm just obsessed. Such a fan of more straps. And everyone just loves this program for real. So triple flip, triple toe to open, although there was a three turn between those jumps. Edge call on the triple lutz. Only level three in the step sequence, but gigantic double axle, triple toe, double toe that did not get the GOE that it deserved. Which is is really the, the name of the game here. Um she should have gotten a little closer to those judges in her spiral. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about it. Okay, I lost it when that spiral came because even before she's like oh just as she was lifting her leg, one of the judges was already leaning back. He was prepared and I lost it as he should. As he I was should. like, "Kari, you need to get closer." But I just, I, I loved how the judges were just like, what? It's coming. Lean back. And she's like, I haven't even lifted my leg yet. Oh my gosh. Uh, but they still lowballed her again. Lowballed again. Very, very upsetting. Uh, she was sixth overall, like we said, fifth in the free skate, which I have words about that. Um, and she, her PCS in the free skate was 67.70. Oh dear. 
137.42 in the free skate. Gosh. It's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. It is entirely bullshit. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, we could say that Kauri was lowballed the entire event for probably the next couple of hours because she was, and a lot of people agree with us. So if you don't agree, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> um, but let's move on to fifth place finisher. Who I love. Oh my God. Love. Luna Hendricks, top five in the world. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's what she deserves. It's it truly what she deserves. so what she deserves. The short program, definitely a disappointment for her. She came in 10th in the short program. Not what she was looking for. She fell on the triple flip. Did have a step sequence level four. Did do the triple, let's triple toe. But that fall cost her. And you can see the disappointment in her face at the end of that program. And it was just heartbroken. Because we love anyone's game too. It's called All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion. I think that music just has such a buildup that like if you fall, it's like, oh, really? Like really? It's really jarring. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But who cares about the short program? She forgot about the short program and came out firing for her free skate to fever and naughty girl performed by Beyonce. And it landed her in fourth for the free skate. It's what she deserves. Amazing. Oh Oh my gosh. Okay. So for the short program, she scored 67.28. She was very visually disappointed by that score. In the free skate, she scored 141.16. And again, looking at the scores here, not even a zero for her GOE, all positive GOE from every single judge. Um, everything was a level four. Her spins, her step sequence, and her jumps were completely clean. Yes, bitch. Oh, we appreciate a great all-rounder. She had very solid jumps, like real solid and clean program. Thank you for finishing all of your moves off and having like extension. They're very classic lines. It's almost like stiff, but not stiff as an in inflexible. It's just... It's, You know how some skaters are like overly flexible and not necessarily in a bad way, but this is just very solid classic lines. She has a style of her own that's refreshingly different from the Russian bots. uh, And that's not to say anything against them, but just so proud of her. Oh my, she was shocked at that score for the free skate. And I was like, bish, you deserve it. PB by nine points. Like, yes, Luna, we know how hard you've been working and... The Hendrix family has done it again. They are so happy, and I'm just so happy that they're happy. I loved this so much. The one highlight, I mean, Josephine as well. Um, yeah, And also Karen, who, who we'll talk about in a second. But I was just so happy for Luna. It's what she deserves. This was like her comeback season, and wow, like what a way to end her comeback season. A hundred percent. And she was riding that momentum from the Challenge Cup that she won right before Worlds. And so... I, I love her. Um, someone else who I love equally, carrying the entire country on her shoulders, uh, Karen Chen. She placed fourth, again, getting us three spots for ladies at the Olympics. I'm having a flashback. She did this uh, for 2018 Olympics as well. And everyone doubted her. Like, are you serious? Yeah, everyone was like, we shouldn't send Karen. I'm like, just watch. She's going to show you. And she she was just like, mm-hmm, just, watch. just watch. She just, Karen Chen did it again. Like, 
she just had to do it all by herself. Like, no one believed in her, but Karen did. Karen believed in herself. She came fourth in the short program uh, with 74.40 and sixth in the free skate with 134.23. That ended up placing her fourth overall. Imagine Karen Chen came fourth. I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy too. Okay, let's let's start with her short program, which is to rise by Katy Perry. Yes, for that triple, it's triple toe. I don't care that the toe was called with a Q. I I seriously don't care. (laughs) Yeah, uh, she was awarded level four for everything. Well deserved. Um, And then really funny in in the interview, I watched an interview with her after on, I think it was Instagram. um, And she was like, I could have done better on the first jumping pass. I could have done. She said it straight after she got (laughs) off the ice as well. And I'm like, Karen. Karen, please. Like fair, but like Karen. Yeah, uh, it also didn't help probably her PCS that she skated early um, because she was in one of the earlier groups for the short program. Um, Something else that I also have to note is throughout this pandemic, she has been doing this campaign to encourage people to wear a mask, which Mm -hmm. FYI, you should, if you haven't. uh, She's doing her and her brother, Jeffrey have been doing the most and we appreciate it so freaking much. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in this, uh, the Instagram is we wear masks campaign. And again, Karen and her brother Jeffrey are founding this. Uh, and the hashtag is wear mask while. So she's like, I wear a mask while I go to the grocery store. And she posted, I think it was just a picture with Camden at the grocery store. <laughs> and they're wearing masks. I was like, I love it. Um, but she's truly doing the most. I appreciate her advocacy. Everyone should wear a mask. I don't know if she did this or not or she didn't do this, but she should have just like been hired by the organizing committee at This World to give everyone masks. Yes. Guys, support your skaters, please. Like, Yes. Anyway, as great as that campaign is, the free skate was also great. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but it was clean. Hello. And it was also, it was also to Butterfly Lover Concerto, which she has said she chose because she found she finally is old enough and has the maturity to portray it, the character accurately. This is a very traditional oh, piece best. of Chinese slash Taiwanese music. It's gorgeous. We love Butterfly Lover Concerto. A shout out to Chen Lu for skating to it as well. And gorgeous bedazzled purple costume for it. But it is apparently too oriental for some people and doesn't get the PCS it deserves because <clears throat> shout outs and a bit of truth coming at you. She got a PCS of 67.89 for skating to this lovely program and another skater who skated to an oriental inspired free skate as well got higher PCS although their programs weren't like drastically different in terms of performance execution. <clears throat> <laughs> Well, we all know the word that describes that. Um, Anyway, let's talk about her actual performance, shall we? Yeah. So in the free skate, uh, again, not perfect. And uh, Karen, again, in an interview said that it was not perfect. Karen, please stop being so hard on yourself. Um, She had two jumps that were called on the quarter, uh, the triple toe and her opening combo, as well as the triple lutz in the three jump combo. And her sal was called under as well. Yes, uh, she did get an edge call on the triple flip, which like fair enough because she has a gorgeous deep outside edge on her lutz. Uh, she almost got all level fours again for spins and step sequence, but she did drop a level in the step sequence. 
but she only got 67.89 in PCS, which was, in my personal opinion, utter bullshit. Okay, yes, I know Karen isn't the fastest skater, so definitely that should be reflected in the skating skills scores, but when you compare this score to other skaters who aren't as good in skating skills and PCS but still scored higher, and this is not including music, like we'll get to that discussion later on, that is just mm, not on. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. No, don't like it. However, she did do so much for the US. Um, we got three spots back. Uh, but oh, yeah. the third spot for the Olympics is provisional. They have to earn it at Nebelhorn, which is another qualifying event. They should they should have more qualifying. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, <laughs> the other question that people were actually asking was for about Japan and their spots. Um, so Japan actually doesn't have to have a provisional spot. They actually get all of their three spots back, period, um, because they had three spots here at Worlds instead of the U.S., which only had two. So the U.S. had to literally earn a spot back, but Japan was just continuing on with their three spots, and that's why the third yes. spot is not provisional. So to clarify that for folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Karen just fourth at Worlds again. Just We'd love to see it. We absolutely love to see it and we will stand about her more in the future. But for now, let's move on to our podium places, shall we? And in third place, we have, she gave us a roller coaster, didn't she? Alexandra Trusova coming in third. Uh, talk about leapfrogging. <laughs> Oh my gosh, where to start? Where to start? So she was 12th in the short uh, with 64.82. She, uh, so she opened with a double axle. Uh, she got an edge call on the flip. And then she missed her combo after she did her triple Lutz. So as they say, a lot of points left on the table there. But the scores did not reflect that. <laughs> no, they didn't. Like we said, she flubbed the triple lutz. Like, she over-rotated it. I, I swear, like, in her mind, she was probably like, yay, quad lutz time. And you're just like, oh, no, quads aren't allowed in the short program. Um, but, look, she scored 64.82 without a valid combo. And other skaters who made very similar mistakes didn't – they did not score above 60. And she scored 64.82 with PCS of 34.48. Yes. Uh, so we will leave it at that. And I'm going to move on to my friend Hope. Hi, Hope. Shout out to you. Who said for Sasha in general's uh, uh, short program skate, this is fate telling her she should have kept the teal dress of dreams. Oh, my gosh. The teal dress. I was like, I'm not going to disagree with you here. <laughs> yeah. So if we're comparing just PCS scores... If we're looking at Satoko, beautiful, <sighs> tiny queen Satoko, uh, in the short program, she did make a ton of mistakes, but her PCS were 33.65. Karen Chen's PCS in the short program was 33.52, and Alexander Trusova's PCS was 34.48. And I'm like, and for what? And for what? I will also add Yilin Kim. Also got 33.56 to a gorgeous Liebestrom program. Kaori also got 34.24, which is, even though by just a little bit, it was under Sasha's. And we all know that Sasha Trusova's strength is not PCS and skating skills. However, the judges awarded her with 8.75 in skating skills. 
Yeah, that's that's a question mark for me. Satoko got 8.54. Yeah. Also in the free skate, she missed a good portion of her choreography. A good part, like I was most confused. of. I was yelling at the screen, Sasha, you missed that move. And I was doing that move. And I'm like, I'm not training this every single day. And I know your choreography. She, she's not doing her choreography yet. Her PCS and the free skate are 66.34 compared to Karen's PCS, which is only 67.89. I'm just very confused. She's literally missing her choreography. So Sasha did end up in 12th after the short program. And so she skated relatively early in the free skate. And so when you compare her PCS to the top five or something, well, let's just say top three, you're like, oh, okay, 66 fair but no it's still egregious i would have put it at like 62 to 64 at best but you know what beggars can't be choosers right um if we're if we're using a saying that we were using earlier the judges gave with three hands here (laughs) although i i agree with how sasha approached her free skate i think she approached it with a whole thing of I've got nothing more to lose. I'm just going to go all out, try as many quads as possible and, you know, see what happens because she did come in 12th in the free skate. Um, So she did try five quads like she said she wanted to do. Uh, So she started out with a quad flip. Well done. It did get an exclamation mark on the edge. Um, She fell on the quad sale, which I don't know why she puts this in because it's never looked like her strongest nor most consistent quad. Uh, I don't know why she wouldn't do another quad toe, although we know that uh, quad toe has been giving her problems, uh, especially later half in the season. So, mm. but Maladietz, quad lutz, triple toe looked very, very nice. Uh, Second quad lutz was called under. And then, she okay, this just speaks to how insane she is. Quad toe Euler triple sow with the quad toe being downgraded. That that landing was sketch AF, but I mean, kudos for her for being able to tag the Euler and triple sow on the end because that's just insane. Uh, I mean, redemption skate for Sasha, definitely. Obviously not a perfect performance, but because of the technical uh, side of things, she did end up first and got a world's small gold medal for the free skate. So she does get something for her efforts. That being said, um, she did end up third. And let's talk about our silver medalist. Oh my gosh. So cries again. Crying in the kissing cry. Amazing. Love to see it. Uh, Elizaveta Tukhtamisheva. Winning her first medal since she last was at Worlds, which was six years ago. Like, oh gosh, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, let's start with her short program to Lovely by Billie Eilish and Khalid. Triple Axel, yes. It was looking great in training all week. Uh, triple or triple toe was pulled off, could have been better. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be great GOE, but nonetheless, it looks clean. She did a triple flip. Short program was clean. Ended up in third. And Joss, we've had discussions about this, but although she skates her free program well, I really dislike this program and its costume. 
Yeah, and I think the issue, again, is not really with her, although, you know, someone could have formulated this better with her, the costume, the music, everything. The issue is that when people talk about this program in comparison to someone like Karen Chen, who's using Asian-inspired slash strictly classical Asian music, um, whereas here, Elisveta, a European skater, is using Asian-inspired music and also co-opting a word on the back of her costume, and people praise the European skater and denigrate the Asian skater. It's... Might, might I also point out that Chronicles of a Mischievous Bird is composed by a non-Asian composer. The word I on the back of her uh, costume, meaning love, is uh, especially when this program gets a lot of praise in comparison to, like we said, Butterfly Loves Concerto, which Karen skated to and got 69.08 in PCS. We all know the word for that. (laughs) But, and again, nothing to do with these skaters, more to do with the conversation around this. Um, However, I do think that better choices could have been made. Really, it's mostly the conversation around this, who is praising this, uh, the general praise for her and the lack of praise Mm -hmm. for Karen and other skaters. It's not cute. It's not a good look. But that being said... This was a very good outing for her, regardless of my feelings about the program, which are yes. not positive. It wasn't a perfect performance, but it was because other skaters uh, skated with mistakes too. It was enough to land her with the silver medal overall. Yeah, she did fall on the triple flip and the free. She also uh, did an extra turn between the axle and the toe and the opening combo. The next triple axle, again, a little bit shaky, uh, not the best quality of jumps, but for the most part was able to stay on her feet besides the flip. And because of other folks' mistakes, she was able to pull through and, and come in second. Yes, I think my the highlight of this, of her free skate though for me was her in the kiss and cry after receiving her scores. And she... I won't say burst into tears, but she started to tear up. And I was like, don't tear up, Lisa. You're going to make me tear up. And so, like, the emotions just flowed from her. And rightfully so, because, you know, she said all week in the press conferences that getting to this World Championships was probably harder than her winning her World Championships in 2015. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. She's been having such... A world championships. Uh, if you haven't listened to her press conferences, please do so because they are awesome. She did the entire short program press conference in English and just showed her amazing personality off. Uh, she also said that, like before uh, the whole competition started, that Anna and Sasha came here without their parents, and so she wanted to create a good atmosphere for them too, so that they don't feel like they're alone. And, and she's always pleased when she has a good team atmosphere. Oh, Lisa. And I was like, Mama Lisa. <laughs> so sweet. I truly love her. I'm Me really too. so happy that she was so happy that she was second here. It's been a long, long time coming. Absolutely. Uh, she really impressed me in the press conferences. Uh, they were hilarious as well as very professional. And she just, she kept talking about how it's so great for her to be at this world and be able to see and support her international friends. And it that just goes to show how much she is loved on the skating circuit. And 
I am so proud of Lisa. So, so, so proud. She skated for that final world spot, beat Aliona Kostarnaya to it, and came here and won a silver medal. Yeah, and while it wasn't perfect, it was definitely enough to uh, beat her teammate, Alexandra Trusova, but not quite enough to beat her other teammate, Anna Sherbakova, who came in first. Okay, prefacing this whole Anna Sherbakova discussion by saying, number one, I love Anna. I am a fan of her. I think she is such a sweet girl, such a unique skater. Uh, Number two, I agree with the placement. I do not agree with the points, which is not a reflection on my feelings of Anna Sherbakova as a skater and as a person. It is reflection on the judges. Okay, now we can go on. Yeah, I really do enjoy her. I was able to see her live at Skate America. She is so fast, so little, moves so quickly live. It was just so good. Uh, again, nothing doesn't to- translate on TV at all, does it? No, she's so. Oh my gosh, live she was amazing. Um, again, nothing to do with her. Okay, her commentary. She went out there and did her best. Yes, which was great. It just could have been reflected in a different way in the scores and the reception, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, anyways. In the short program, she came in first uh, over Riga with about a little under two point gap. She scored 81.0, right on 81. And in the free skate, she came second behind Sasha Trusova with a very, very small margin of 0.21. She scored 152.17, whereas Sasha scored 152.38. So, there was a lot of discussion surrounding GOEs and the GOEs that Arnon was given. And when I was rescoring uh, her skates, I found that a lot of the problem had to do with how the, the GOE points and extra points were defined. However, in let's talk about her short program first. A lot of people don't really like this short program because they think it's like generic and stuff, but I actually quite like it and maybe that's just because I'm biased towards the music I think it's gorgeous music but yeah I and I also think that she skates to it very well Uh, her and her feeling towards the music it's very innate it's almost like she can't control her limbs and her feelings and she just that's how she just moves across the ice she's really feeling the music I mean and that's why she's so popular even before she got on the international stage yeah and And like you were saying about the GOEs, if we're just looking at the GOEs and her short program, there is not one person that gave her a GOE under three for anything. Which, you know what, I would agree on. Because for me, at least, a lot of her elements would be stuck at a plus three GOE. But the amount of plus fours and plus fives we've seen. Anyway, opening double axle was, for me... Only okay, I have seen her definitely do better. Yes, the transitions in and out are difficult. But the jump itself, she's done better jumps, better double axles. Uh, The triple flip had a lovely running edge out of it. She gets gorgeous running edge out of her jumps. It's it's kind of insane to think about. Um, But that being said, I am also, I also very much hate her triple flip technique. It's very much dislike it, but lovely gorgeous fast spins although so she does have lovely fast spins with gorgeous positions however she travels so much in her spins like travels to like back to Russia and back to Stockholm and that kind of consideration was not taken 
into any of the GOE scoring across her short program and her free skate. Uh, only in her levels, but anyway. Even, okay, there was a little stumble in the step sequence, but not reflected in the scores. The triple loops, triple loop. It was clean. It was well done. I've seen her do better though. And this is me nitpicking. This is me nitpicking because my mother is absolutely, she adores Anna. Very, very biased towards her. So I hear and watch Anna uh, (laughs) a lot. And so I've had a lot of time to really nitpick at her performance. And I am nitpicking because she is so good. Just putting that out there. Um, I did notice that she, her spiral improved, the, the toe improved like uh, a degree better in terms of turnout. Still not turned out, but a degree better, we'll say. And she held it for probably like one second longer, which we appreciate. Uh, but as soon as that score came up, I knew it wasn't warranted. Um, it felt a little too much for me. I think she was surprised at getting 81 as well. And obviously as a skater, you're pleased um, if you're surprised with a score, but that almost, you know, has me thinking she knew that she wasn't expecting that score and she knew. So, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so in the free skate, um, the very opening quad flip, not it. I'm honestly a little bit surprised that she did the flip. Um, and apparently it wasn't going well in warm-up either or the run-through. Um, yeah, I was just hearing that it was not a good time for her. Her quads were not happening this week at all. She fell a lot on them in warm-up, which, you know, clearly she's not in tip-top shape. And you could uh, people could see that in Novogorsk. People could see that in the warm-up. People could see that as she stepped off the flight into Stockholm. She, they could see that she looked not, you know, 100% healthy. And it was reflected in how she skated, a.k.a. not perfect, not at 100%. And she knows that. She very, very well knows that. Yeah, she... So, like you said, the spins traveled a lot, especially this one spin in the free skate. Uh, someone had... Still positive re- GOEs, though. Yeah, t- tons of positive GOEs. Uh, we... There was a recording of it that someone put on Twitter and literally they had to move the camera several times <laughs> because she was moving out of the frame. So, And it's this isn't just isolated to this competition. Like I said, she has gorgeous speed and positions in her spins, but especially compared to other skaters, um, other Russian skaters as well, her spins aren't centered and that should definitely be reflected in the GOE. Although... You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that it's really given how the uh, the rules and key points, why key, key points, this is my stance, um, but, you know, the bullet points are written in the rules. It's hard to, you know, if she travels so much but has great speed and, you know, positions, like where, where do you go? Like <laughs> does it, do they just cancel each other out? So hashtag ISU needs reforms. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah landings weren't optimal in the free skate I in general somehow big face palm moment I I agree with most of the GOEs because if you're following the key points it kind of is what it is which sucks balls (laughs) okay so if we're gonna look at PCS In the free skate, she had a technical score of 80.32 and a PCS of 72.85. 
if we are looking at the short program, she had a technical score of 43.86 and PCS of 37.14. Also, in the entire event, in both the short and the free skate, she is the only lady skater to score above nine in every single PCS category. Actually, in um, in the free skate, she did score in the high eights for transitions. It's the only thing she quote unquote dropped in terms of PCS levels, but she's the only person who scored nine. The only lady who scored in the nines, which her skating skills are not in the nines. She is a beautiful skater. She has a lot of speed. Yes, Danny G uh, puts a lot of transitions in her program. So, you know, I agree that that should be reflected in the PCS score. Uh, performance execution, she's such a performer. Choreography, um, sure, she performs that very well. Interpretation definitely should be high. But her skating skills, for me at least, are an 8.5 at best. I feel like her crossovers, I, I don't like it when people say crosscuts, they look labored it's almost like her legs are trying to do the most to carry her body so fast across the ice and they don't look smooth but she gets given 9.21 in skating skills in the free skate (laughs) oh no this beats a lot of the men and pairs yes men have different pcs factoring but this beats a lot of the pair skaters who have the same factoring in pcs so does she have better skating skills than sui and han the answer, the answer is no. Yes, the answer is definitely no. If we're looking at PCS in general, though, she had in the free skate 72.85 for her PCS score. If we're looking at everyone else's PCS score in the free skate, Karen got 67.89 again, like we said before. Kaori got 67.70. Luna scored in the 66s, and Satogo scored 63.27. So, And no one got close to being in like the 8.9s in skating skills. Just saying. Yes, it it is a sport based on perception and there's going to be like politicking. We're pretty used to that fact by now. But judges, like, yeah, if you want to do it, do it sus. This was not inconspicuous by any means. You just, we'll talk about ice dance later. Watch out for that episode. But... (laughs) This is just like, they're just saying that, yeah, it's fixed. <laughs> Blatantly saying to everybody with their scoring that, yeah, we're bribed. It's fixed. Yeah. And I mean, she did skate well. And I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even necessarily argue with where she placed, right? It's just that the scores are not reflective of the skating, especially in comparison to everyone else in the score that they got. She got given 152.17 in the free skate which we know was not perfect. She know, she she wasn't happy with her skate as well. She, and she has said that. 152 is egregious. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm... Her English, though, has gotten so much better. I mean, her English was always excellent, but it's so much better now. She's speaking a lot faster. Um, the control of the language is so much better. She did the whole short program press conference in English. And, ugh. She's just too precocious. She also was just like, I took my school textbooks with me to Worlds because, like I've always said, the end of term falls on some competition, so I need to do my homework. So I will now go to my hotel room and send my homework to the teacher, as usual, oh my and God. start preparing for exams. And I'm like, 
this why are you a perfect child <laughs> i really really like her i like her as a person i like yes. her skating i really really enjoy her it's just sad even like that the judges and the discourse does her so much disservice because i truly enjoy her a lot i completely agree and i think she also enjoyed the medal ceremony where she started like bursting out in laughter on the podium because the fsr flag her one almost like fell off completely and so i mean they they got it up at the end but like with the tchaikovsky replacement anthem and her flag just like not being there oh my gosh if that doesn't uh sum up worlds i don't know what does oh my gosh but anyways all that being said congratulations on her gold medal i do think that the placement was correct again just just the numbers were we're looking should have looked a little bit different i guess that wraps up ladies Yes, congratulations to all of the ladies who competed at Worlds this week. But a big mention does have to go out to the top three Russian ladies who made it so that it's the first time in history that Russian ladies have swept the podium at Worlds. So big congratulations on making history. But now let's get into our short kiss and cry. All right, so we have been waiting with bated breath for the perfect episode to recommend this book because I've been wanting to recommend it for a while. And finally, we have found it. Um, The book recommendation for today is Finding the Edge, My Life on the Ice by Karen Chen because, of course, Karen Chen did it again. Uh, She wrote this memoir back in 2017, also the year that she won U.S. Nationals. She talks about winning the bronze at U.S. Nationals in 2015, um, and the year before that, she also worked through an ankle injury. My favorite part, however, of her memoir uh, were her memories of Taiwan and the things that she felt personally connected to there, Um, even just the little details that she's carried with her um, that really resonated with her. And it's really great because I recommend this book for younger readers as well. I would say even as young as like older elementary school uh, because the way that she writes is really approachable. And I think that young skaters, especially um, who like her or maybe just first getting introduced to skating, would really enjoy this. Um, If you're an older reader, her memoir is on the shorter side and I did read it pretty quickly, but I loved it just the same and I think that you will too. Um, There is no deficit if you are an older reader. I think you enjoy this just the same. Um, Not to mention, obviously, Karen is a complete badass for placing fourth here and earning the U.S. their third ladies, uh, their asterisk provisional Olympic spot. We could not, not recommend her book in this episode. Again, that is called Finding the Edge, My Life on the Ice by Karen Chen. I love this book as well. I generally love athlete autobiographies slash memoirs. (laughs) I I'm just such a fan of sports in general, but also I think it's so fascinating. Uh, every athlete's you know mindset and preparation towards competitions and their life outside of whatever sport that they're doing. I loved um, the insights into it because it gives just more personality to the athletes. And my favorite bit is the exact same as yours. I love her exploring her culture more in Taiwan and mentioning her grandparents and like gardening with them. And I'm just like, I want to go to Taiwan now, but I loved um, the memoir as well. I hope that she writes more because like you said, very accessible writing. And I mean, if you're going to go to Cornell, your writing skills are definitely up there anyway. So we love you, Karen. Could not not recommend this book, as you said. 
Um, but that is it for our ladies episode. So I am Joss, and you can come and chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod. That's L-U-T-Z, Get Down Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to work with us, please shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. If you like this podcast and stand the ISU Needs Reforms banner girl gif, please leave us a review. Give us some five-star love too. We would really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.